Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Podcast, hosted by CRM technology and sales process expert, Christopher Smith, talking with sales leaders that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Listen to find out how the best of the best achieve success with their team and CRM technology. And remember, unless you are the lead dog, the view never changes. Welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Today we have joining us a uh, thought leader, Angel Rebo. Angel, welcome to Sales Lead Dog. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to be here with you and for your, you know, and, and to your audience, obviously, that they will be patiently listening to us today. <laughs> That's great. So, Angel, tell us about yourself and uh, what you do these days. Absolutely. So, basically, what I do is both corporate CEOs and established entrepreneurs, they hire me to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure. So that means basically that they help them accelerate the growth of their businesses through international expansion strategies. The reason why I do that is because you know I originally was born in Barcelona in Spain. I started an international career because I learned English and French and then Portuguese. And then you know I decided to go international and, and you know fast forward you know, I had, you know, held more than, you know, 1500 companies and their C-level executives making certain, you know, purchasing decisions. And uh, also then, I mean, I, I was working literally in more than 30 countries doing that. So, you know, eventually for, for almost five years ago, I decided to go from the corporate world to have my own business. And that's how I ended up doing what I do. Besides that, actually, something that played a key role for me to do that was that um, I decided also to start to start my own charity, it's called Wisdom for Kids, and we help underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using their local resources. I'm very strong on LinkedIn, so you will find me on LinkedIn over there. I, you know, I'm an influencer there and very active, uh, always sharing both personal and professional stories, and many of them are sales-related stories. So it, yeah. I'm so excited to be here, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you, and and I love what you're doing as an entrepreneur. Anything that facilitates entrepreneurs, especially with, I love it, with kids. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your, your, you know, I'm going to start with your switch to being an entrepreneur. Um, that's a big shift to make. What was that like for you? Yes. I mean, it was, obviously, when you look back, right, you, you know that you made so many mistakes and you would, if you could, you were given another chance, you would definitely do it completely different. You know that feeling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you do, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but also I believe that, you know, regardless of where you stand, like from a spiritual religious perspective, I think that we are only given the battles that we can really fight and succeed on. Yep. Okay. So that wasn't an exception. So there's always something that happens that keeps you afloat always, no matter what, you know? Yep. 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 <laughs> so I decided to, you know, to, to, to leave corporate America after what, I mean, almost like 17, 18 years, starting in Europe and then being here yeah. uh, in, in the US. I'm right now north of Dallas in Texas. Um, and it was, I mean, in the beginning, to be honest, the, fir the first thing I can tell you I remember is that I really wasn't sure of what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure. I had so many paths, right? Right, right. Before leaving the corporate world, I had attended several entrepreneurs, you know, online marketeers kind of uh, conferences. Yep. In order to explore several, you know, avenues, how to become a consultant, how to become a coach, how yeah. to launch products online, you know, how to be a good online marketeer, uh, and and on top of that, also, I would say that I never really reflected on everything that I had done before. Right. So I was full of doubts, with a lot of different possibilities in front of me, 
And it took to me a while to say, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to go down that path only. (laughs) You know, so that's what I remember. But, you know, definitely, you know, probably the same as you. If, if, you know, if, if, if I can learn anybody not to make the same mistakes. Yep. There I go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So what was that like transitioning where you're selling for other people? Now you're selling for yourself. Yeah. So number one is making sure that the, the imposter syndrome was not affecting me. Right. Yeah. I remember that it wasn't until I sat down, literally sat down. And when I, when I, was, when I was telling you before that I had done business in 33, 34 countries, until, I, until that very moment, and that was months and months and months after I had started my own entrepreneurial career. I sat down and I started to write down, okay, so how many companies have I helped in my life? And I tried to like, you know, cut and paste different spreadsheets from different, you know, places I had worked and, and done business with and companies and industries. I put them all together. And then I said, okay, how many countries? Those different companies, where are they based? So I started to make a list of different countries. Okay, and then how did I help them? So I helped them do this, 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 and this. When I took stock of that, you know, experience, it was then when I realized, okay, so I might have something to offer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I might have something to sell to the others. So, actually, I made, I made the, the, you know, the decision. I made the decision of, you know, I'm going to be extremely active on LinkedIn. Okay, so yeah. that was my first decision. So, yeah. I haven't really used networking online before. I was using it like reactively. Now I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to make LinkedIn the place where I'm going to conduct all my sales. Before, I don't remember selling a single thing. Not, I mean, nothing since the 90s where I don't remember when LinkedIn was founded, but until until 2016 when I, you know, decided to set up my own company. So that was the first thing. So I I started to see, okay, so I'm going to do this. How do I create an audience? You know, and then I started to learn how to do business on LinkedIn, how to reach out to people. I made so many mistakes. I, I mean, I mean, crazy things, you know, crazy things. It really, you know, obviously there were people blocking me and yep. you name it, you know, yep. trying to reach out the wrong way and, you know, trying to be artificial, trying not to be me, to be honest, because I was in a, I was in this, if I had to, if I had to describe it in some, some sort of quicksand, you yep. know, that. Yeah. That you know what you do, but you really don't. And then you, you, you know, one step forward and two steps <laughs> backwards yeah, yeah. All, the, all the time. But, and then obviously after, after starting like doing some marketing and marketing, you know, and then having the conversations, right. Yeah. And how am I going to prepare my own proposals and what are my own proposals going to, going to look like? And I have to say, probably one of the mistakes I made was also that I didn't reach out to the people that could have supported me people that I could have partnered up with. Oh, what a big mistake, you know? Right. Definitely. Right. That was a big mistake. But, you know, uh, I'm alive. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I still have a family. I still have a home. I still yeah. have a couple of cars. I still go on holiday and I vacation from time to time. So it's not yeah. that bad, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think a lot of people are afraid to make that jump. But it's like anything else in life where you're making a big change like that, that you have to be all in. You have to be committed to it and you have to uh, be committed to success, Um, which, you know, for being a sales leader for our listeners, um, you know, they might might not want to be an entrepreneur, but hey, that's like, hey, you know what? 
I, I maybe I want to make that transition into sales leadership, or maybe I want to go for that position at another firm um, that might be a much bigger role than I have today. Um, what should they take uh, from the lessons you've learned to motivate them to make that leap? Well, number one, whatever the, whatever the route is that they pick, it's good, okay? It's okay. So because we tend to be so hard on ourselves, oh my God. Okay, so whatever the, the decision you take, is, is, is going to be the right one for you. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, if you decide to, you know, to, to make that leap, you know, that change, uh, then I, I would say, just as you said, th th there's a mantra I use with all my clients all the time, which is take imperfect action now. Take imperfect action now. That's my favorite one. Yep. So I would say, you know, there's no perfect path to where you want to go. Right. But the reality is that the sooner you make certain mistakes, the sooner you're gonna get there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so there's in the in the startup world, there's this concept called the minimum viable product. Yes. Okay, so any startup, when they're yep. gonna launch something, yep. they say, okay, so what's the minimum value in the form of a service or a product I'm gonna to put together so that the market is gonna react positively and they will start acquire my, acquiring my services or my product, right? So. Yeah. This is so much more simple than what you think. You just have to reach out to the people that you already know, or the you know potential business partners, and go to them and say, "Hey, I just started. I just got out, you know, the corporate world. I want to do this. Would you be willing just to have a coffee, you know, yeah. over coffee conversation, and tell yeah. me that makes sense? And if you would be willing to tell me your feedback about this, it's as simple as that. Yes. In a week, you can have five, ten conversations like that." Yep. And already know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And I started having those conversations with potential clients. Again, you know, I was talking about making mistakes on LinkedIn and sending the wrong messages. If you genuinely, if you genuinely, even if it's people that you don't know, if you genuinely reach out to people and ask them for help, yep. I mean, don't, don't explain them your life, okay? Yep. Just, I need your help because I just left the corporate world and I would like to, you know, proof test something that they will do, I want to change to launch to the market. I, I tell you, maybe it's not going to be a 50%, but there's going to be a 10%, 20% of people that are going to say yes. And they right. will be able to meet, they will be willing to meet over coffee with you to discuss that. Yep. Yep. I mean, and the ones that have been there, you know, the ones like you and me that we have been there, oh my God, do we want to help other people not to make the same mistakes? Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of it's course so we want. Important. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that's the most important thing. And again, you don't have to wait. I remember that one of my excuses was, I mean, we look for so many excuses. As soon as I left the corporate world, you know, my company held me and put me, you know, they gave me a very nice package and everything. Yeah. And they gave me an outplacement company to work with, right, to find another job. Right. I remember being the only one I mean, I mean, very high level executives on the same meeting, blah, blah, blah. I was the only one in the entire room that wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. The only one, every single meeting. So I would have a meeting, one or two meetings per week with them, with other executives looking for a position. Yep. I was the only one that wanted to be an entrepreneur. The rest wanted to have another job, another gig or another yep. company, which is good. Again, it's, yep. it's good. It's perfect. And again, there's, there's nothing wrong. But the sooner you start going down that path, Yes. The better for you. Yes. Because you need reinforcement and you yep. need reinforcement and you need to learn lessons. 
nobody will learn their lessons. You need, you need to be yourself in front of the reality that you're going to be you know, uh, acting on. Yep. <laughs> and the new reality is you before other companies that want or might want what you are going to offer to them. Yeah, and I liked your advice to, to work your network, seek out help, ask for help from people in your network to say, hey, I'm thinking about making this transition, be it, you know, maybe it's a new job, maybe it's not to be an entrepreneur, but there's still a lot of people that have done the same thing already that, you know, that are saying, hey, whatever you do, don't do this. I did that and it was a dismal failure. You know, try this instead. You know, it's, uh, it's you can't buy that kind of, of help. Exactly. and. Also something else that I, I, I didn't mention, but something that would have helped me a lot is probably to ask for help, even, even to pay someone mm -hmm. to coach me in that process. Yes. You know, there's coaches out there. There's yes. people that have done this. There's people that help you get from a position at the corporate yep. towards becoming a successful entrepreneur. Yep. There's people yep. doing that. Yep. Oh my God, I wish I had taken the decision. I had made the decision of someone ha having someone hire someone to do that for me yeah i mean honestly the only resource which is a scarce in our lives <laughs> is time that's the only way yeah. Yeah. it's time we will always get money and, and anything else but time goes by yep. so start asking for help hire someone that can help you bridge that gap yep. bridge that gap to the first dollar to the first purchase order yep. you know have someone help you get there Yep. And maybe the only piece of advice of who to who to hire. I mean, there's literally thousands of coaches out there that can help you do that. But look for someone that's made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So when you're working with your clients, is there a common struggle or or a pain point that they have that hold them back from success? Yes, I mean it's definitely. I mean they don't feel comfortable selling. I mean it's very. I mean, they know they have a value proposition. Some of them, some of them have a, a solution and there's a problem that exists. Mm -hmm. Others <laughs> have a solution, but maybe the problem doesn't exist or it's not big enough, right. but it doesn't matter. That's why we are there to talk and we're there to discuss and how to make that value proposition really viable in the market. But still, you know, I think that that's the most important thing to make sure that I help them do something that they make, they, they're just feeling comfortable. Not everybody feels comfortable asking for the purchase order. And needless right. to say, not everybody knows how to go to the market, which is another thing, right? Yep. That's why I always say it's expansion and exposure. Expansion yep. and exposure. So expansion is developing business, but exposure means what are all those marketing tools, strategies and tactics that are gonna help you to get to that place, to get yes. to these people that might hire you or yep. buy your products. And yep. that's, that's what they have in common. Let me add something to this, if I may, Chris, yeah, which is obviously every time we talk right now, when I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm having this conversation with you, I am attracting a specific and a specific kind of person, right? Yep. I'm, I'm attracting a specific kind of entrepreneur, a specific kind of, a, you know, C-level executive. I don't attract everybody. I don't attract, and that's okay. You know, I know what I'm saying and I'm being me, and I know that I'm, I'm going to attract certain persona or a certain avatar, and that's okay. You know, the world is full of people that need my services, and it's the same with you, and it's the same with you, Chris, and it's the same with everybody that wants to go from corporate to becoming an entrepreneur. You know, we are 
We are unique in, in, in our lives. We are unique in our experiences and we are unique in the way that we can deliver that, that value yes. to our potential clients. Yep. That's why we'll oh, yeah. never, you know, that's a conversation you've had probably hundreds, if not thousands of times. I remember when I was training my sales force, my, the new sales reps would come to me and say, hey, okay, so what am I going to find leads? Oh, that's an interesting conversation. So, oh, yeah. so, you know, we would tell them, okay, so this is the source of leads. And I'm sure that your sales VP or your sales manager is going to give you a whole bunch of leads. And, and then there will always be someone in that sales training, someone raising their hands and saying, and what if I end, if I end, if I finish my list of leads and nobody, nobody has wanted to give me an appointment. I said, okay, that's interesting. Let me, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do that myself. I'm going to, I'm going to expose myself with you in front of the rest of the class. Right? So if you ever finish your, all your lists of leads, I commit to yourself. I commit to you that I will be sitting down with you for an entire day. And we will both look for additional leads or list of leads online or in any other, you know, institutions right. that could provide you with potential clients of your business. Yeah. I, obviously the message I was trying to convey is, is it that there are not enough leads or potential clients to you? Or is it that maybe the work that you're doing is not good enough? Maybe the questions that you're asking, maybe, right. maybe the phone calls, maybe the places where you're looking, right? The reality is Chris, that nobody ever came back to me, you know, since the nineties, asking for lists of additional leads, right? Nobody, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, obviously, you know, we all, we all have to learn somewhere and we all have to start, you know, with inside sales or whatever, or telemarketer yeah. Yeah. marketing or whatever that is. Yeah. What's your craziest sales story from your career? <laughs> well, there's, there's plenty, but I have to say the one that I will never forget. So this is the deal. Okay. So this is a multinational company. They're all over the world. What they do is they do electric motors, motors, electric motors. Yeah. Okay. Like all sizes, they're huge. Okay. They are originally from Brazil. Okay. And they were basically opening a, a huge, no, they had just acquired a new massive manufacturing plant in a specific place in Mexico. Okay. So the, the headquarters, the headquarters were using a specific technology, right? Which was actually the technology that I was representing. Okay, so okay. I was covering the entire, the entire um, territory in, at that time, and I said, "Okay, wonderful. So you know, we're just going to they just acquire this company. So it's going to be an easy sale, right? So they right. just acquired this additional company here in Mexico, in Brazil. The standard technology is is our technology. So it's going to be a piece of cake." Right. It's going to be a piece of cake, right? It's, you know, they already know the advantages, blah, 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 everything. All right. Yeah. To make things worse, I'm originally from Spain. As I said before, I was in Mexico and yeah. I was doing that. That that wasn't a direct sale from me. So I was doing that indirectly through one of my business partners. Okay. One of my channel partners to say, to say it properly. All right. So I said, you know, I mean, just go there, do all the groundwork. And then whenever you need me to, you know, for the final stages of the negotiation, I show up. Yeah. What was even worse was that the CEO and general manager of that company in Mexico, he was also from Spain. So I said, oh my God, we will be able to talk about soccer and we will be able to have a nice meal together. And yeah. we will, you know, I mean, so you name it. You know, when you already have this 
image in your oh, brain. Yeah. It's lining up. Everything's lining up. Exactly. Yeah. What are the chances of this Brazilian company buying a company in Mexico and the, and the CEO and GM, he's a, an Spaniard, yeah. right? Okay. So we start the, you know, we start the sales process, blah, blah, blah. And then I started receiving like, you know, symptoms, right? I mean, hey, there's a strong team. They have like, they had something like a 35, 40 engineering team. And those were like, you know, each one represented X thousands of dollars of right. that particular proposal, right? Yep. So, but suddenly from, you know, the sales director of, of that partner, channel partner of mine, yep. hey, there's a strong group which are using a completely different technology. These guys have never used our technology. They use another one and they're very strong and they really, they really believe is much more important, right? So I have to say that unfortunately we took shortcuts. We mm -hmm. didn't analyze the decision process properly. We didn't analyze the decision criteria properly. We didn't, we didn't have enough, enough conversations with the economic buyer, with the CEO, with the GM. So we took so many shortcuts, so many shortcuts that we ended up losing the deal. Oh my. And it was several hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Several hundreds of thousands. So I will never forget the name of that company. Obviously, I'm trying yeah. to be extremely respectful and don't disclose yep. the, the name of the company. But I have to tell you something. With the director of sales of that channel partner, we became friends because yeah. we were badly defeated. <laughs> badly defeated. And obviously, all the company knew about deal, about that deal. You know, when, oh, when yeah. that deal has so much visibility inside the company yeah. that everybody's expecting us to win it. Yeah. So we had to go back and say, we lost it. What? <laughs> we lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lost the deal. We lost the deal. Wow. Well, to recover that account, it took to us four or five more years. Wow. Four or five more years to get it back. Yeah. To have, you know, to, to perform, you know, enough proofs of concept there and yeah. to make sure that we were doing the right benchmarks of technology against technology, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I guarantee you, we never took any other shortcut. You know, we didn't take, yeah. we didn't take any, any other chances in any other deal. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. Dealing with rejection is a big part of sales and being a sales leader and modeling that you know, how you handle rejection. I think it's important for a sales leader to model that for their team. What's your recommendations for sales leaders uh, in terms of how they uh, create the proper perspective in their sales team, especially the younger people that are getting started in sales? I would say number one is that for your potential clients, future clients, you call them suspects, leads, prospects, yep. whatever, you know, depending on the maturity, but their perspective is their reality. Don't forget that. <laughs> no. Don't forget that. So your reality is not their reality. Okay. So that's the number one thing. So that what, the number one thing I would like to say is, you know, this is this is a this is a marathon. Okay. So just you you have to learn, and you know, don't you know, don't burn your bridges. Yep. It's a matter of time. You have to learn how to do this. This is as anything else as playing tennis as swimming, as any, as driving, as anything else, this is a, you know, this is a, a, a long, you know, a long run. Okay. So it's, it's going to yep. take some time for you to perfect whatever you want to do. 
Yep. And remember, be yourself all the time. That would yep. be my second one. Be yourself. Don't pretend to be anybody else. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be mentored. You don't have to receive lessons. No. Okay, but be yourself because if you're not yourself, you're going to be, you know, you know, sidetracked, whatever that is, and, and, and you're going to feel saying, I should have done what my gut feel was telling me. Okay, so just be, you know, just be there. And third, yeah. the third thing is always have, always have the tough conversations. Don't hold anything to you. Always have those, those tough conversations. So what I'm trying to say is always make sure that whatever decision, whatever proposal you're making, whatever conversation, it's, you know, it's, it's for the good of your client. Right. It's for the good of your client. Okay. So yep. genuinely care about what is important, what is important for the client. Remember one thing, as I said before, perception is their reality. Yeah. Yeah. They want something, but you believe as a salesperson that they need something else. Right. Okay. So it's what they want. It's what yeah. they want. So remember, it's their reality. So you have to be there all the time. Okay. So yeah. th those will be my, you know, most important, you know, pieces of advice. And, and yeah. again, it's, you learn a lot. I mean, I, I learned from a desk making phone calls. That's how yes. I learned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I personally learned. I didn't yeah. even, you know, it, it took to me more than a year to start making, you know, sales appointments with the field reps but it right. is what it is it is you know yeah. we have to learn we have to make mistakes you have to struggle that's right yeah so let's transfer uh, our discussion here to talk about crm when it comes to crm and your career in sales did you love it or do you hate it i loved it and i loved it because it helped me it helped me structure myself and organize myself the real can I use can I use a brand or can I use a I mean can I or or you I rather uh, we try to stay away from that okay, um, and okay, just talk good. in general terms we don't okay, want to so so you know, you know there was one over another uh, no it's, it's okay so you know just you know going going back in time in the late nineties there was one system that was really like the number one that yeah. everybody would use and everybody would yeah. use that one I remember when my, the company was working with was over a billion dollars in revenue. Yeah. And they decided to buy that, right? That was a multi-million dollar de deal that they had to invest on. Yeah. I remember it was like a savior. I mean, I remember yes. even though it was complicated, yes, like a lots of fills and things and interactions, it was like, oh my God, great. We have a way like to put all that information and to keep that information in that some place. So that is going to help me have a better possibility to follow up on those deals. Because at the end of the day, Following up is everything, you know, when every single industry says that, the, the, you know, the millions are in the follow-up, you bet. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. CRMs really help you be organized. That's for me, that's, that was, I mean, I remember my first time ever using that particular CRM yeah. and I've always used different C, I mean, after that I use CRMs consistently. Yes. It's, it's, a, it, it's the peace of mind that you say, again, people, most a lot of people see it as a way to control, which which I understand and which I agree. You know, you you need to control your sales force. You need to have some sort of some level of accountability with your sales force. I mean, I get that, but it's still, it's a help. It's something yes. that's going to help you. It's just, it's part of your support system, and yes. you need you need support systems to excel in sales. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a great tool for salespeople that because everybody goes into slumps, and if you, if that, when that happens, the sales leader can use the information in CRM 
to say, hey, look, I see you're doing this here. Have you thought about maybe trying this? Um, you know, but if you don't have that information in CRM, how is the leader the you know, be able to coach effectively because they have no insight as to what they've been doing or what's going on? Exactly. And you know, and to your point, you know, some people don't like to be controlled, some people feel like, you know, I'm the top gun here, I don't need anybody to overlook what I'm doing. Right. I mean, with all due respect, you know, we belong to an organization. That's right. The final goal of that organization is to pay back to the owners, to the investors, to pay back, you know, to the shareholder, to give that value, additional value to the shareholders. They invested their money, they invested their time, they invested their wealth yes. in making that company successful. You have a job because of them. So anything that you do, which, you know, is going against that, that contradicts that, yeah. I regret to say it's not right. That's right. It's not right. The end goal of any organization is to increase shareholder value no matter what. And you as a salesperson, you have to be aware that every business decision that you make has an impact and a financial implication, yeah. you know, has a financial implication in the company and in the profitability of the company. So you're part of that structure. I understand that you like to, you know, sell big and close these big, massive deals and great revenue, but Okay, so what are the implications of closing that deal? First, as I said before, for the client, is it going, you know, because in the moment that you close a sale, remember, it's good for you because you get the revenue, but it's a problem in the financial statements, right? It's, yeah. it's remember, <laughs> you are a problem for your client until your client starts to recover the investment. Remember That's that. That's right. And it's the same for your company. So, okay, you get the revenue, but who has to fulfill that order? Your entire organization behind you has to fulfill the order. Did you take everything into consideration so that you will be able to profitably fulfill that order for your client? These are the kind of things that you have to take into consideration every time you close a sale. Yeah, I could not have said that better, Angel. That, that is so, I, that's one of the discussions I love to have when uh, we engage with a client is, okay, what happens when that deal's won? What, is that being supported by your CRM? Is the information in your CRM to support the team that downstream that, as you said, they now have to take care of that customer. They have to own that relationship and, and make sure they achieve the ROI on their investment. Um, so important. Um, Absolutely. I mean, in, in all honesty, I mean, if yeah. we want to keep our teams accountable, you know, yeah. I mean, we have to, and, and we want them, all of them to be engaged, right? I mean, we have to educate them. I mean, yes. very honestly, I mean, you, you know, because you, you sell every single day. So uh, in order, I mean, I think that having those financial implications conversation is like the elephant in the room. Yes. It's like the elephant in the room. Who feels really comfortable? I mean, have you ever felt this? Let, let, me, let me ask you a question, Chris. Have yeah, you ever been in that situation in which you're trying to close a deal, you're, you're in a negotiation table, yep. and suddenly the CFO of your client shows up Oh my God, you are with the fingers like this, cross yeah. fingers saying, I pray to God that the questions <laughs> from the CFO are not going to, be that, going to be that difficult so I can still answer them and they yes. will still be interested in doing business with me. Yes. Because, if we, if, because if we get into, you know, if he pulls up his uh, financial statements and he starts going on, going on like, 
okay, so this and this and this and this. He starts making these difficult questions. Oh my God, you, you might even have an MBA, but even if you have an MBA, how long ago did you forget all the financial principles? Oh yeah, yeah. That will eventually allow you to understand what the CFO is gonna say, but you yeah. still want to win the PO, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is exactly where we are. So we have to be humble and we have to receive the education in order to be able to, you know, be engaged in our in our company, be aligned with everybody else, and then we can be kept accountable. Yep, no, I, I love it. So Angel, we're coming up on our time here on, on Sales Lead Dog. Um, if people wanna connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect? Thank you. The best way for, for them to connect with me is definitely to go and send me an email. It's very simple, like my name, it's Angel, A-N-G-E-L, at angelrebo.com. It's A-N-G-E-L again, R-I-B as in boy, O-R-I-B as in boy, B as in boy, O.com. So it's angel at angelrebo.com. I'm very active on LinkedIn, very, very active. So you can, you know, reach out to me, Angel Rebo. My brand is the CEO confident, the CEO confident. So you can go to LinkedIn. You will find, find me there easily. Yep. You know, either my team or, or myself are going to answer your questions, your emails, your messages on LinkedIn. We are very very proactive in engaging with everybody. Yep. And it will be a pleasure, obviously, to serve you. Yeah, well, it's been great talking with you, Angel. I'm glad we got to finally connect and, and talk. This has been terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, thank you for the opportunity, Chris, obviously. And thank you, everybody. Thank you to all the audience listening to us today. Awesome. As we end this discussion on Sales Lead Dog, be sure to subscribe to catch all our episodes. On social media, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Watch the videos on YouTube, and you can also find our episodes on our website at impellercrm.com forward slash sales lead dog. Sales lead dog is supported by Impeller CRM, delivering objectively better CRM for business, guaranteed.